My name is Molly McCartney. I'm an intuitive medium, the author of the Amazon best-selling book, Empower Your Wisdom, and the founder of the Empowered Wisdom School. This show was created for women who wish to trust their intuition so they can follow their higher calling and their bliss without fear, doubt, and disempowering relationships holding them back. If you're a spiritual woman with a business or career in any field and a higher calling you've been working towards, and you want to be featured on the show to inspire others with your story, go to empoweredwisdomshow.com. For now, please enjoy today's show, and don't forget to subscribe for daily inspiration from our very special guests. Hello and welcome to the Empowered Wisdom Show. This is your host, Molly McCartney, and today uh, we are talking about the importance of energetic self-care. I'm talking to Zoe Weston. She's a postpartum doula and healthy home designer, and uh, we're going to talk about lots of cool stuff um, around being highly sensitive people, um, the importance of self-knowledge and self-awareness and the choices we make. Uh, you know, she had a calling that her life kind of led her into. Um, she's going to share a bit about that and also just managing relationships, um, sometimes as HSPs. And if we have the people-pleasing tendencies as well, we tend to get roped into these kind of toxic cycles that kind of keep us stuck. And she's got a very interesting story to share about that and how she liberated herself from that. So I'm really excited to hear her story. Welcome, Zoe. Thanks for being on the show today. Thanks so much, Molly. I'm really happy to be here. Thank nice. you. Yeah, you're very welcome. So why don't you start by sharing a little bit about what you do as a postpartum doula and healthy home designer? Sure. Um, well, as a postpartum doula, my job is to help um, new mothers with postpartum recovery. Uh, it's kind of, I don't want to say it's a new field, but it's not something that's practiced very much in the United States. And that's um, what got me into it. My own personal postpartum experience was very, very challenging. And I was in a place where I didn't have um, family or really any new, you know, good friends, close friends, because we had just moved there. And um, being alone in that situation was very hard. And what I also realized is that new mothers don't feel comfortable asking for help, even from their own families. So to, ha to have a caregiver, you know, who's trained in um, very specific healing methods come in and take care of you is essential. It really is. It helps balance hormones and, you know, um, you know, feed the body. Um, and just to have that person that, which is emotional support mm -hmm. is, is huge. So, yeah, yeah, I love that. Well, it definitely was something we used to have, um, and you know, maybe not every culture, but lots of cultures, it was just kind of, you know, the women of the village would gather around and, and all to kind yeah. of take care of that, that healing that, that happens that needs to happen after the birth and, and even before. So it's such a shamanic journey. I'm, I'm not a mom myself, but I've read about it. I've heard about it. I feel like I remember it from past lives that it <laughs> changes you, you know, and your body changes, your mind changes, your emotions shift, your hormones shift. And it is yeah. a big, you know, scary thing to go through. And uh, yeah, you're right. In the Western world, we often, you know, on the on the Western medical model, don't account for all of that. So right. what specific healing methods do you use to, to kind of support a woman in that time? Right. Um, so it's really important to have um, nutrition. That's, that's first. Um, we've got to replace a lot of, um, you know, um, of what she lost. 
So women lose a lot of blood. Um, and also there's the hormone, um, hormones are going to be changing as soon as she gives birth. So we have to help her balance that. So food, different kinds of food, very specific food, and it's important to have warm food. So, um, after my own research, I, you know, I studied what different cultures were doing all over the world with postpartum and everybody is, um, everybody talks about keeping mama warm. So it's really important to give her warm food. And then the second thing is warming treatments. So that could be a warm sits bath. It could be a warm, you know, a hot compress on her belly. It um, could be just having her lay in bed and having lots of blankets on top of her with the, ba- you know, obviously with the baby on her and um, just keeping her warm in whatever ways and different cultures do it in different ways as well. And it's um, also, it was very interesting to learn about different methods. Hmm. Um you know, everything from hot rocks, like a hot rock pouch to building an actual fire right next to, to the new mom. So she's getting all that, you know, very close heat, high heat, Mm. um, very interesting stuff. Um, then there's steam baths you can take. Um, there's, there's also Yoni steam, which I don't know if you've ever heard of that. Um, Mm -hmm. that's very soothing for mama. And, um, use very specific herbs to just help her heal, you know, her body heal. Yeah. I love yeah. that. Uh, well, yeah. a lot of, a lot of that I'm, I'm familiar with Chinese medicine. That's been, uh, kind of one of my, um, health allies for the last 20 years or so. Um, mm-hmm. and yeah, warmth is a big deal, you know, with that yeah. and all the spices and herbs are food yes. grade stuff. So basically, you know, it's something you could eat, but in concentrated amounts, it ends up being the thing that rebalances the body. So not so much a remedy, but it's something that gives the body the tools it needs to repair itself. And that heat is, is always, she's my Chinese medicine doctor's like more and more and more. I'm no cold, no cold, no cold. So yeah, it makes right. a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. Right. Lots of ginger, cinnamon, cloves, mm-hmm. um, nice warm comfort foods. Um, but the thing is also, it's important to give specific food because, you know, you might've heard of meal trains or something like that out for new moms. And, you know, you, people bring over all kinds of delicious, yummy foods. Are they healing foods? Not necessarily. So that's one of the things I'm, I'm trying to get out there is let, you know, bring over food, but the stuff that really heals moms. Yeah. So, and then the other really important part of postpartum healing is getting, um, is doing a binding, a belly binding. Mm-hmm. And that helps, um, puts her hips back together and her organs back together to their mm-hmm. pe- pre-pregnant state. Um, so, and that's, that's really important. It just, and it feels so good to have it on your body. Um, it's just this amazing support. Yeah. Um, so yeah. And she can wear that up to a month or more Mm -hmm. if she wants to. That makes sense uh, because if you have other traumas to the body and as beautiful as it is, it's a traumatic thing, uh, for that portion of the body. So you would want to brace it and keep it together so that healing can happen. That makes total sense. Yeah, well, that's, that's amazing. So, you know, I mentioned earlier that you're an HSP. Um, I would imagine, you know, usually we we are drawn to to help those that are similar to us. Um, and that may or may not be true, but you also do home health design. So it sounds like not only facilitating the health in the postpartum situation, but you're also interested in in helping people who are sensitive to their environments, which is everybody, whether they know it or not, right? Um, to create a a healing environment every day. Can you tell us a little bit about what you do with that? Yeah. So it's kind of a fancy way to say professional organizer, you know, but I, 
I do a more comprehensive version of that um, because I, I go into a person's home or office. I, I do many businesses as well. And I look at the lighting, the colors that are chosen to, you know, for the decor. I look at, and I also look at how everything's placed. Um, I can, and I also help them create systems of efficiency that, that they desire, whatever they want, really. Um, and it plays a huge part on our health, on our psychology, on our psychosis, really. <laughs> um, just, um, it's an energy thing and it's a feeling thing. So as an HSP, I think I just was born with this, this ability. I can walk into a space and I can tell right away what has to be moved, what, you know, what has to be changed, just every, everything. I feel it. And other people, my, well, my clients are like, this is amazing. <laughs> what are you doing? Like, And they experience miracles. Um, and it's really one of the most rewarding jobs or, you know, careers I've ever had. I really do see miracles happen and, um, my clients feel it right away. Yeah. So, can, because can, it's an energy thing. It yeah, really absolutely. It yeah. is We're talking about the importance of energetic self-care and it begins with our environment. And, yeah. you know, we have the, the home organizing shows, the Marie Kondo, you know, if it sparks joy, <laughs> keep it, if it doesn't, you know, and it is true, but it's also yeah. how things are arranged and that goes into mm -hmm. feng shui a little bit, but it can right. be extremely intuitive. It's like good feng shui is, does it feel good? Do you feel good in this room? Yeah. Do you feel clear? Right. right. <laughs> and I, and I do some feng shui as well. I'm, I don't call myself a feng shui master expert, but uh, you know, I've read lots of books on it and it's very intuitive, really. It's common sense, a lot of it. Um, but I know some of the superstitious things as well that go with it. And I like some of that too. Yeah. Um, just fun. like cer <laughs> certain colors. And it's interesting because the colors, um, they kind of match, um, you know, there's, been a lot of um study and psychology about how colors affect us mm -hmm. and it's it's real it's very real so absolutely um, i try to tell that to my clients mm -hmm. like if somebody has a lot of peach in their house we don't want that <laughs> what does peach <laughs> mean peach that's is, interesting yeah peach is betrayal and Ooh. um yeah and so we don't <laughs> want peach in the house um or you know like the color salmon peach coral um, I do find I, it a stressful I, color. It's a pretty, color, I like but those colors, but on a wall, it's maybe a little stressful, <laughs> right? You have to, um, you know, pick and choose where you want to have those colors. So, um, yeah, that's a fun, that's always a fun conversation. If somebody has a lot of that, um, but yeah, no, it, it's, um, it's really fun. Um, and I also talk about detoxing as well, just because, mm. um, um, you know what I call it healthy home design. So that that's part of it. Just sort of guiding people to know that we're, we are living in a world that has toxins in our air and soil and, um, in the products we use. And so I, I bring that up, um, gently to people just, you know, how to go the more natural route yeah, in your, sure. in your, in your home. So yeah, yes. I'm I'm a big believer in that, that the more, and I certainly am not 100% all natural, I do as best I can, but I notice uh, yeah. just major improvements in my health when I just, you know, or, you know, skin issues, itchy, itchy skin, you know, well, I won't use yeah. that 
product with that stuff in it anymore. And all of a sudden, you know, I don't need a lotion to soothe the itchy skin. I just remove the issue if it is an external issue and, you know, work on that first. And then if there's an underlying issue, then we can balance that out better. I always think of it as the body is always trying to heal. If we give it those conditions, it just, boop, it comes right back up. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Well, so as an HSP, um, I know you've probably had an interesting journey as a practitioner and stepping out to serve, but can you share a little bit about that and your journey kind of personally through this, through this growth cycle that you've been through? Well, you know, as an HSP, we, we feel everything, everything's on overdrive for us, like how we see things, how we hear things and taste and touch and all that. So you kind of have to learn how to put up some boundaries, but that can also be challenging as well. Cause you don't want to be living on guard all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, so a, actually a wise woman, um, this was many years ago, I was telling her about this and she said, don't block it out. She said, let it flow right through you. And that for yes. me was huge. <laughs> that was just mm-hmm. such a, a great piece of advice. And mm-hmm. I, I do practice that. I, I'm not, I have not mastered it. I'll, I'll tell you, <laughs> I'll tell you right away. I haven't mastered that, but yeah, just letting things flow and go through, but it's hard when you're around um, someone who's hurting, you know, someone who's suffering, um, especially your loved ones, your, your, your really, you know, your partners, um, your children, whoever that is, um, cause you want to help them and you want to make it go away for them. Mm-hmm. So I think we carry a lot of that. Um, yeah, I, I think, you know, just being present yeah, um, with people yep. in their and, suffering and not taking it on. Yeah, for sure. That's a, that's um, a big deal. Yeah. That's yeah. actually something that I teach the, the let it flow through you because Mm -hmm. I realized as a highly sensitive intuitive, I pick up stuff all the time, all around me. It's just like constantly naturally analyzing patterns and relationships and the things people would say, their subtle energies, their emotions, even when they weren't totally aware of it. And it would be like a resistance, that protection, you know, even in the woo woo world will say like, oh, you've got to protect yourself. It's so exhausting. And that actually- Yeah. It adds to our stress. So knowing that we're picking it up, whether we want to or not, and just learning to clear it and, and yeah, just let it flow through. It's like the Buddhist um, wisdom of love the walls until they dissolve. If you push on Mm. them, Mm -hmm. they're, they're just going to stay hard and impassable. But if you go, all right, Mm -hmm. it's all good. Yeah. So I love that. I like that. that. Yeah. That reminds (laughs) me of love your enemy also just send them so much love. (laughs) Mm-hmm. <laughs> but also, yeah, let all, just let the feelings flow right through and, and be, you know, melt with the rhythms of nature or That's however right. you want, however you want to word that, or, you know, yeah, there's, think there's about that. All kinds of challenges in nature, but nature doesn't judge it. Nature doesn't resist it. I think that's the beauty of, of, especially for highly sensitive people, intuitives, impasse, that, that power of nature to heal is super important. And yeah. so speaking of loving, loving our enemies or loving the enemies to our peace, at least, um, would you mind sharing a little bit about your big, you know, your biggest recent success of, of leaving a situation that was really not great for you? Yeah, that was, um, that was a big eye opener for me. 
Um, and I think part of it was, um, so, so I was with a narcissist and I didn't even really know what that was. I hadn't heard this term before. Um, but it started to pop up in online and on YouTube, people were talking about this. I would see a post about it on Facebook or something. And, um, I was like, oh my gosh, I'm with one. <laughs> I'm, I'm with one. This is why it's so challenging and, and painful. Um, so yeah, I thought this person was the love of my life. It was, um, the person I was with in high school mm. and then we were together again after high school for a little bit. Then we got together at our, you know, 20 year high, no 10 year high school reunion. And like, I just always, um, he was in my thoughts, even after we both got married, had children, mm -hmm. um, and then our marriages were over and we finally got to be together. And so he was, you know, he was the guy, he was my guy. Um, but I started to get red flags right away. Um, I, I actually left Maui, went back to Colorado where I grew up to be with him, where he lived. Um, and he right away wanted us to open up a bank account together and buy things together. Um, and yeah, just, he was just all every, you know, everything that a narcissist has all the red flags or, you know, go through the, what is it? The characteristics, the, mm -hmm, the or, love bombing I'm sure happened as well. Oh yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I was like, he's saying everything perfectly. This is amazing. <laughs> like he's mm -hmm. saying all the right things to me. Um, right. So yeah, I was head over heels and then slowly you're like, what, well, why is he doing that? Or why is he saying this? Like really mean pain, you know, hurtful, terrible things that you don't say to people you love. You just mm. don't. Yeah. flat out. You just don't say things that he was saying. And I'm like, well, this, this isn't right. Um, and I have a very low tolerance for, um, for that. So I was already like, okay, yeah, this is, uh, you know, I'll let it slide twice, but <laughs> mm -hmm. it's not going to slide after three times. And then I, and <clears throat> so after about two years, two and a half years was when I realized I was with a narcissist and I, I actually researched it because, um, I started to become worried about how to get out of this. Mm. Um, they act, narcissists are vengeful. Like they will, they'll get you mm. <laughs> if you, if you hurt them, yeah. um, you know, they'll take, they will take action to make you pay mm. and, and get back at you. So I had to make a plan to actually I, I never told him I was leaving him or that I was moving away back to Maui. Well, I not, not never. I eventually told him, mm -hmm. but I just sort of pretended like everything was fine. We were still together and I slowly, slowly started to make my plans to leave. Mm -hmm. And that took about, I don't know, six to eight months, maybe, mm -hmm. um, you know, found, uh, a place to move back to in Maui and, um, bought the plane ticket and sent my, I had a rabbit over there. I sent my rabbit and, um, you know, my son was with me. So, um, 
yeah, got him set up in school, just start, just sort of slowly started to do that. And you have to kind of, you never really say that you're leaving them. You just Mm -hmm. say, I've got to go, you know, there's some work over there and I want, you know, I want to bring my, you know, my son back to Maui. He's got friends there. You just like sort of tell him that this is what's happening. Mm-hmm. It's not about you. Mm-hmm. We can still, you know, talk and maybe have a relationship in the future and travel together. I just had to say whatever would work to keep him happy. I was, I tried not to make him angry. That mm-hmm. was the, that was the key. Yeah. And he was angry a lot. Yeah. Um. So, well, I, I did it. I think that's super helpful for for those out there listening that are in similar situations to hear, because I know in a lot of my readings um, with women who are dealing with similar kinds of situations, that's what comes up first. You've got to follow your intuition and keep it keep your cards close to your chest. And this goes for even like toxic job situations, mm-hmm. any, any kind of you know, toxic roommate, toxic relationship. If you realize that it's truly you are trying to show up authentically and connect and it just does not seem to work. It seems to be looped in this kind of toxic cycle. Sometimes you have to do it, you know, on the down low, you you really do, or else it's not going to happen. And and I think a lot of people that are people pleasers, we don't Mm -hmm. want to do that because we, you know, that's out of integrity and we do want to be in integrity. But I think when it comes to your survival and it comes for your, to your thriving, your ability Mm -hmm. to thrive in life, it's a, it is a survival skill that's very necessary for those that, that struggle with that to liberate yourself from these patterns that sort of keep you stuck. So I congratulate you for, for doing that. I know it wasn't (laughs) easy. You know, that's a big, big challenge. It was really hard. It it really was you, because I felt like I, yeah, I had to pretend and that's not who I am. It was really weird actually. Yeah, I believe and I it. kept thinking, like, how did I get myself into this? Mm-hmm. You know, because you start, you start to like, this is just, this is not me. <laughs> yeah. I don't, I'm not in relationships with people like this. Like, <laughs> but the the thing, okay, so here's, you know, they are so good at acting. They're narcissists are very smart people. They are so smart, and um, they you you just you really don't figure it out right away. Mm-hmm. You just, you do not, you're, you're fooled. And I was fooled. <laughs> that, that's all I can say. Yeah. I was completely fooled. Yeah. It definitely happens. And I think, uh, uh, and maybe, maybe you resonate with this and maybe not, but one of the common threads I've seen, um, in, in situations like that is in some ways it can be like a, a spiritual contract for you to learn, to not kind of be in that more receptive position and to be more in alignment with what it is you want in life. Because yeah. with, with the codependency and people pleasing, and I'm, I'm a recovering one as well and yeah. misused my intuition to serve others to the point where I was just depleted and, you know, wanted to destroy myself. It's like, okay, well, I need to get my true North set so that this, I don't get drawn off track by things like this. And you start, when you notice those red flags, you go, nope, I see the red flag. Like that's not, that's not the way to go where I want to go to the feelings and life, life energy that I want to live. And that's, we have to learn one way or another. So it sounds like that was, you've learned it. You've, you've yeah. overcome that major trial. And and now you're into mm-hmm. a space of being single again and free to regain your health. Um, yeah. So in the last like six to 12 months, what would you say is your kind of biggest challenge in that reclaiming of yourself? 
biggest challenge. Interesting. Um, hmm. Well, you know, I haven't really been single since I was 14. Mm -hmm. So, um, <laughs> um, I, I love it. I don't, I don't know that there is a big challenge uh, except for that. I've always been thinking about the, my guy and in, in my life, you know, and put a lot of energy into relationships. And right now I'm focusing more on just being a mother and, um, my own health and my work. And I'm, it's very satisfying. It really is. And, um, I, you know, I don't need, I've never needed a, a partner or, um, and it's more of a, of a, I don't want to say boredom, <laughs> but it's more of, uh, it's just, it's fun. It's fun to have relationship. I think that life is about relationships really and nothing more. Um, so I, I love having relationships. Um, do I need, um, romantic relationships? No. Um, so I don't, I don't know. I'm just very comfortable in, in Good. myself and who I am. Um, but I, I kind of, I've always have been pretty, pretty comfortable there. <laughs> well, good. Yeah. That's, that's awesome because yeah, it, it, oftentimes a lot of people struggle with that new freedom or notice, like there's still some patterns that are still affecting them. Um, so just kind of for maybe a little bit of, of, of help and a little bit of wisdom, we can help you with as you shift and change. I've drawn some cards for you, if you don't mind. Oh yeah. I love that. Yeah. Awesome. Let's do that. Good. Okay. And, and for the listeners, if you're going through something similar, you know, kind of grab on to things that you resonate here with here, and maybe it will be of, of help to you too. So, so currently I see that you're definitely shifting shifting out of the past i've got two word uh, two cards that show up that kind of point to past patterns and how aware you are of them and so it's important to stay mindful and stay focused on again what you really want and not get distracted by the bigger picture of things and this may be when it comes around to relationship like you may be i know um i have a friend that she's a relationship magnet you know like she's and she's very hsb very shy you know you would not think about it think of her that way but it's boyfriend after boyfriend after boyfriend after boyfriend and for her the challenge is like is this person really good for me because yes I'm very lovable. I, I can take care of people. I like it. But similar to you, it's this challenge of like being more of a gatekeeper for who comes in <laughs> instead of just saying, well, yeah, I love, you know, I love relationships. So sure, let's, let's yeah. do this. And this is maybe what's meant to be right now. It's right. like, well, is this what my spirit says it wants? Or is it just, am I kind of putting that kind of not responsibility, but am I kind of asking, well, is this just the divine way because it's shown up in my life? I feel like it right. is maybe you're being asked to be a gatekeeper more of that mm -hmm, and, mm -hmm. and to decide what you really want outside mm -hmm. of relationships. So mm -hmm. that can be a challenge too, when you're used to relating to the guy and, or to the, you know, for other, um, other, um, uh, alternative lifestyles out there, you know, if it's a wife, a husband, um, your girlfriend, your partner, whatever, it's like, relating to them versus like, where are you self-directed to go? Um, and I feel like you're coming out of a time of getting in touch with your, um, your higher self. And that has led you to dim your light a little bit in your kind of everyday human life. So the more you get in touch with your spirituality, while it's helping you build your personal power a lot, it is asking you to slow down in some areas. So like you mentioned the word boring. <laughs> <laughs> so is that do you resonate with that in terms of the board i'm like yeah spiritually i'm really satisfied but gosh I'm like 
I really wish I could do something on Saturday nights. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, I, I do like to be mentally stimulated a lot. So I, I do seek out experiences. I, I, we were talking briefly about extremes and, um, just having, a, you know, living for extreme sensations and whatnot. So that is part of my makeup for sure. Yeah. I, that makes so, yeah. total sense. And, and I, I feel, I, I know as a, a similar kind of high sensation seeking HSP, as they call it in, in Elaine Aaron's book, um, you know, really treating yourself to experiences in this time of singlehood would be amazing. Like whether it's, yeah. uh, you know, you're in Maui, maybe a trip to another Island or even a trip across the, the, the ocean or something, or, you know, kind of get into scuba diving or skydiving, even, you know, something where you can feel like you're engaged with life, but not, um, not through another person right now, because I feel the more right. that you choose, whatever that is, the more you'll find someone who's in alignment with you. Yeah. Well, it's interesting. I started taking Latin dance this last year. Cool. And that's been really rewarding. Also, because it's not a pickup scene, it's um, it really everyone's just focused on dancing. So yes, you're dancing. It's you know it's female male um, partner dancing, but um, there's no there's none of that um, pickup scene vibe at all. It's like That's I'm nice. just here to to learn how to dance and have fun, and it's wonderful. It's really wonderful, and it feels safe and fun. Good. So, That's perfect. That's perfect. Yeah. So you can have that masculine feminine relating um mm -hmm. and and that's so important and dance is a huge a huge uh, outlet for that as well as you know yeah. really getting to know yourself and and being in your yeah. own energy so yeah. definitely just seeing through the illusions of emotional um emotional stuff even desire is really important right now and any place where you feel still negative um, about what has occurred in your life with regards to relationships just know that it's all about pulling like noticing when you're putting energy into something even in the first month and it's not really giving back to you there's no real re energetic return that it's time to say no and move on even if it doesn't make sense to you or the other person but it's just saying mm -hmm. my intuition is like no so i know if i keep going down this road I'm going to be in trouble. I know I had relationships like that and they lasted maybe four <laughs> months at a time. I'm like, Oh, I uh -huh. can go like up to four months. And I realized, no, this is just, it keeps going down this road. But then yeah. I got really good at intuitively noticing right away. Like even on the first day, mm -hmm. like, Oh, I yes. feel that similar energy. So are you noticing that as well? Yes. Yes, mm -hmm. absolutely. Good. Yeah. Call it right. like you see it. <laughs> right. I, I went through, I went through that a few months ago. Yeah. Awesome. Well, congratulations. Yeah. <laughs> you're already on, you're already on it. So definitely getting in touch with your, your higher heart space and your spiritual heart is going to be the desire and finding the beloved. I get the card for the beloved and your hopes and fears and, and feeling a little frustrated that you're maybe going backwards, but just know that that frustration and that, um, you know, sense of like, Ooh, I really do still want a partner, I want this to work, that is your true desire. And sometimes those fears and those uh, that negative thinking simply is a counter intention to show what you really do want. So, you know, instead of calling it, well, maybe that's true, maybe this will never work out. Like, no, I wouldn't be this concerned about it if I didn't truly want it at a soul level. Does that mm -hmm. make sense? Yeah. So speaking, yeah, speaking your truth and walking mm -hmm. forward as your light worker self and healer is like super important. That's what what needs to be done right now. And as you retrieve these pieces of your soul that have have put you into these kind of disempowering relationships, 
and you get to know what you truly want and just keep moving forward again, I feel someone's going to meet you along that path. But again, right now, that's not even the point. It's just for you to feel liberated and to know you don't need that. It's like right. sprinkles on your cake, but it's not the cake of life, yeah. right? Yeah. <laughs> cool. Totally makes sense. Yeah. Thank awesome. you for sharing that. That you're was, so welcome. Great. You're so <laughs> welcome. It's a it's a it's a joy to talk to some other HSPs. I've I've talked to a couple more uh, on the podcast, and that's been really neat. Knowing that we're all over the world, yeah, and only twenty percent of the population. I know. <laughs> so, I know. It's yeah. It's really interesting. You could tell when you meet another one. Yes. There's <laughs> almost like a telepathy that happens. It's yes. Like, it's a yeah. similar frequency for sure. Right. Yeah. Yep. Well, good. Well, thank you so much for sharing all of your light here today. Thank um, you. If, yeah, you're very welcome. <laughs> if people would like to know more about you and how you might be able to help um, with your postpartum doula services or healthy home organizing, uh, where can they find you? Yeah, I do have a website and there's lots of information on there. It's my name.com. That's Zoe Weston. So it's Z is in zebra, O-E-W-E-S-T-O-N.com. Awesome. Thanks so much, Zoe. It's been a pleasure to meet you today. Thank you so much, Molly. You too. You're very welcome. Aloha. (laughs) Aloha. Aloha. (laughs) Thanks guys for listening. We'll catch you next time. Hey there. I hope you enjoyed today's show. If you'd like to hear more from our wise and wonderful guests, make sure you subscribe for daily interview content. And here's three ways I can help empower your wisdom for free. Number one, grab your copy of my Empower Your Life workbook. It will help you honor your inner voice, make way for new visions, and live with intention. Go to empoweredwisdomshow.com forward slash workbook to get your copy today. Two, if you're a woman with a well-established business or career and your intuition is nudging you to go in a more spiritual direction, we want to interview you on this show. Head to empoweredwisdomshow.com. Three, listen and subscribe to our sister podcast, The Empowered Wisdom Hour, for free teachings, guided meditation, and channeled wisdom to help you thrive. You can listen on Apple, Spotify, and most major podcast platforms. At Empowered Wisdom Coaching, we help intuitive, spiritual, and high-achieving women who feel disempowered by self-doubt and relationship patterns realize their power and go for what they want without holding back. If you're ready to release doubt, fear, and disempowering relationships so you can follow your calling and your bliss the intuitive way, Book a call to see how I can help. Go to mollymccartney.com forward slash chat.